this is coffee number five. I'm your host, Lara Schmoisman. Hello, and welcome back to coffee number five. Whenever you listen to a podcast, for example, the one you're listening right now, do you ever stop to wonder what's going on behind scenes? How do you produce one and how much preparation is needed in order to rock the podcast world? Today is your lucky day. You're getting all those answers. We are joined by Christine O'Donnell. She's an Emmy-nominated TV journalist and podcast coach who covered national and local news. Basically, Christine coaches solo entrepreneurs how to develop, launch, and grow their own podcasts to make an impact. I'm so excited that you're here, Christine. Let's talk some podcast. Thank you for having me. Uh, well, you are my podcast expert, so I always go to you with questions, and I want to ask you a question. Can anyone do podcast? Yes, anybody can do a podcast. There is a but. <laughs> yes, I was waiting for that. Anybody can podcast, but if you want your podcast to really connect with people, um, you should work to have a strategy behind your podcast. And Oh, goody. I love strategies and you know that. So let's. Yes. Understanding why you're podcasting too, because it can get difficult there's like some emotional stuff that's sometimes tied into podcasting. So um, yeah, just knowing your why will help you keep moving forward, even when it gets difficult. Okay. So I hear so many people that they come to me all the time, and I'm sure that happens to you too. Like, oh, I want to have my podcast. I always thought about doing a podcast. Where do I start? And my question is, what do you want to podcast about? Yes. And why? Why exactly? Why do you want a podcast? Why do you so, want to podcast, Christine? I want a podcast and I have a podcast. It's called Podcast Coaching with Christine because I feel like there are so many people out there who have amazing stories and really powerful, impactful messages that will resonate with other people in a way that will change their lives for the better. And with my skills as a TV broadcaster, I, I was a journalist for over a decade um, on the national and local stage in top markets across the country. And so I kind of learned over the past few years that I was uniquely qualified to, to help people with their podcasting goals and started doing it. And then I was like, why not just share some of these techniques and success stories with more people so more people can do it? Um, so my, I'm podcasting because I want more people to podcast. I want more women's voices out there on the airways encouraging women to own their power. I love that. I love that. And also, I want this whole new generation. I was looking at some stats today, and there's this whole new generation of people that they're starting to really get into podcasts. Actually, my son, who's 16 years old, just launched his own podcast. Uh, yeah, I, I'm really proud of him. But what I'm the most proud is that he listens. Mm. He listens to whoever is speaking to, he answers questions, and he let the other person speak. And I think that that's a quality that a lot of people 
get so in a rush to talk over the other person? You know, I um, have gone to hosting classes, uh, right? Because um, being a TV news reporter in like markets that weren't Los Angeles, <laughs> I worked <laughs> in Los Angeles for a while. And, and while I was working in LA, they really wanted um, the journalists to talk more about themselves and to put themselves in the story. And that made me super uncomfortable. It like, I was just like, I'm not a broadcaster. I'm not in the news business to be part of the story. I'm here to tell other people's stories. And, and that's really where I feel most comfortable is telling other people's stories and helping people tell their stories. Um, but I had to learn to kind of figure out how to put myself out there a little bit more. So I started taking hosting classes and I would say that was one of the mistakes a lot of people made was they felt like they had to keep talking, 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 where if you really want to be an amazing host, especially if you're on camera and you've got co-hosts is you have to listen to your co-host and you want to make your co-host shine. The more you- absolutely. The, the person you're ta interviewing or the person who you're collaborating with or wherever it is, if you're co-hosting, the more you help and support them, the better of an interviewer and a host you're going to be. So I agree 100% with you, but also uh, this is something that I see a lot, that I'm so glad that you mentioned this and you took that class because it's really important to put part of your personality also mm. into the interview. As a host, you learn how to value that because yeah. otherwise it could be anyone's interview and not yours. Yeah, you do. That is That was the, one of the hardest things for me like figuring out how to incorporate myself a little bit. And I like to call it my, my isms or my ness, um, where you just put a little bit of your own personality and this really should just come naturally to so many people, but it can feel so uncomfortable when you're in front of the camera to really sink into who you are. Yeah, well, I think first it's going to accept who you are and be comfortable <laughs> with your own skin. But after that is, I think, like I always tell my clients, you come, how many doctors are out there? How many uh, hairdressers are out there? There are so many. The only difference between you and the other one is that that's you. Mm -hmm. So you need to bring that up. Yeah, you do. Got to be you. That's how you stand out from the, the crowd. In front of the mic. Yep. As nobody else can be you. You yeah. can sell the same product as someone else. But as long as you're you and they're them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's still going to be a little bit different because of the personalities of the people behind it. So... That's all right. You said, okay, taking that class was difficult for you. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. What about the pre-production? That sometimes is something like, where do you start? For me, it's like when I write, it's like, okay, you start from a white canvas and you need to plan something is going to be different because you want in each episode to bring something else. And I, I know that your episodes are super well produced and that you have a whole planning process. And this is what you coach too. So, and also you're launching your own coaching course that we're going to talk about that in a minute, but where do you start? Because to make each episode different than the one before. So when it comes to producing an episode, I first think about my audience and I'm, I, I ask myself 
or I ask them whether it's, you know, through um, my coaching calls or if it's through emails or if it's through a Facebook group or, or, or whatever it is where my clients are or my listeners are, I ask them or I look at what they're interested in learning more about. So I start with them and then I think, how can I serve them? Is there a person that I can interview that will answer their questions? Is there something that I know that I can share with them in a, in a single person episode that will help them? And so it, it's always figuring out how can I serve my audience in the best way? And if I'm going to be interviewing someone, making sure I know about that person enough so I can ask really interesting questions and also questions that maybe they haven't been asked before. Um, perhaps they've been inter interviewed on other podcasts. I can listen to those podcast episodes and maybe I'll even get ideas of something I heard that the podcaster the host didn't ask. And I was like, Oh, I want to know that. So, so kind of doing research on the person who I'm interviewing, asking my audience what they're interested in or researching what they're interested in, and then putting that together in a show format, a package, and, and then letting it kind of go out the window because I don't want to be completely scripted when I'm in front of the microphone. I want to still sound like me and like a human. So then I kind of, you know, just jump out of the plane and go for it. Of course. And what's your thoughts about putting your guest on the spot? Oh, I love it. Put your guest <laughs> on the spot. Um, I, I, I would, I would get to know them. I would put that on the spot, like questions towards like the middle or end of your interview. And this is how I worked as a journalist as well. No matter who I was interviewing, you always start with those softer questions that people feel more comfortable answering. Mm -hmm. And then as they loosen up and they feel more comfortable with you in front of the camera or the microphone so much so that they might even forget that they're on a podcast. That's when you then ask them that on the spot that question. question on the spot. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, respectfully, of course. Um, but yeah, I think it's really important to ask questions that are going to serve your audience. And if asking something that's going to put somebody on the spot is going to serve your audience, serve your audience. Yeah. It's like too bad. You need to be prepared <laughs> to answer those questions. Well, there's the other side of being in a podcast, like it's happening to you now. You are the guest. Mm -hmm. and I you know, to, my uncomfortable place. <laughs> I know. And you need to prepare yourself for that, too, because as a podcaster, you need to be prepared to put yourself out there. Mm -hmm, and to you put do. not only to your picture, your voice, also to share your thoughts. Yep. And got to dig into the yeah, brain. And now we're going to, I'm going to ask you something that I always talk to each one of my clients, which you, I know that you know this, is like you are a journalist in front of a camera, huge audiences. You also have your personal life. You're a mom, you're a wife. How much of your personal life do you really share with your audience? Hmm. So I would say this depends on who you are. So for me, it's going to be different from, from someone else. So I wouldn't say that everyone has to overshare and put too much of their personal life out there. If you're going to put something out there on social media or on the internet, 
make sure it's something that serves you and maybe serves your big picture, your goal, understanding your why once again. So for me, I share stuff that I think will connect to my audience and will empower other women to put themselves out there and really own who they are. So you're you're probably going to see things on my social media that, you know, are not always beautiful, right? Like I don't use filters on every single picture. I talk about things that are uncomfortable and weird and maybe even gross about being a mom. <laughs> I talk about how hard it can be to try and run your own business and be a mom and try and figure things out. And I'm just really real about it. Yeah. Whoever reads my my newsletters and listens to my podcast can know everything about being uncomfortable. And yeah, my last newsletter, well, the time that we were recording this was about moving to this house and realized that I was in the bathroom and I had glass doors when my son passes and saying, hi, ma'am. Yeah, well, that's not even that bad because I still take showers with my son. Like, well, your son is little. My sons are teenagers. <laughs> my son is two. <laughs> yeah, well, mine are 14 and 16. Not the same. No, not exactly. But when does that change? I'm not quite sure. Like when I was wondering that the other day, because I have a newborn, as you know, and, and Asher keeps asking to nurse because I nurse her. And I think it's like just, you know, a jealousy like thing with well, attention. I'm going to tell you something. There is a- some point in their life that they stop being cute. And in that point that they try to keep doing things that they were cute, but now they're not cute anymore. That's when it changed. Yep. Well, okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as it's not cute, I'll I'll be like, yeah, sure. It's way before the acne hits. Okay, got it. Well, (laughs) any day now. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, what was the hardest? I always love to stories. What was your hardest experience with motherhood and work and combining both? I I remember that I had to do like a very difficult interview. Um, I think it was for entertainment back then and to a, a musician and I just had to go and I was still breastfeeding and my kids would not take the bottle. So I had to take the baby with me. That thing was so awkward to do an interview with the baby on my lap. One of the hardest things, you know, I have found, thankfully, in these past few months, because, you know, I had a new baby during the pandemic and was pregnant, you know, for most of the pandemic. So thankfully, a lot of people have been understanding when like I'm like nursing right before I do a podcast interview or or if I have to reschedule a, a podcast interview last minute because my baby is screaming and crying. There was one interview I had scheduled and my husband was supposed to watch the baby. I mean, this was like three days after I had Ava. <laughs> I didn't cancel the podcast. Yeah, actually, because... We go back right back to work. I did that too. Yeah, no big deal. Um, and then and and my husband was supposed to take her, and 
he forgot and that and we were at our neighbors. There were the only other people we were seeing in quarantine and he was swimming with my son and he, they were supposed to have come back to the house, but he had gone swimming, wasn't looking at his phone. And so I was texting him, texting him, texting him like, where are you? And he didn't come. So I ended up taking the meeting with her and she just was so upset and she was crying and I was so embarrassed because I was so excited for this podcast guest and I wanted to be really respectful of him and his time and I just couldn't believe that like I didn't reschedule earlier and that maybe I should have put myself in check and been like Christine really you can reschedule this interview it's not the end of the world your business isn't going to make it or break it on this one interview. Like it's okay. Why are you pushing yourself so hard? And because you want to show to the world that you can do it. I, I, I don't know. I think I just kind of like, I'm constantly thinking and churning. And if I'm not doing, then I feel like I'm, I'm missing something. And so, but then I try to remember to apply that to my life as a mom as well. And so there are times where I feel insanely guilty because I'm thinking about things I I feel like I should be doing with my business when I should be spending time just focused on my kids. And so that's the story of my life. There's just this like weird, unbalanced way of, of living and me, you know, working through it. And, and thankfully we, I did end up rescheduling with him, but there was a really funny recording of him and I like, just kind of like riffing. I'm like a second away from crying and the baby's crying and he's just trying to like support me. Um, and, and I have that video of that video and audio recording somewhere because I, I actually think I incorporated incorporated it into my episode with him as a blooper at the very end, just to be like, Hey, this happened to me. It could happen to you too. And just don't, don't let it get you down. You can reschedule an interview. It's not okay. the worst. <laughs> Talking about this can happen to you. Mm-hmm. You created a program for anyone who wants to yes. have a podcast happen. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if you are somebody who in the back of your mind, you've been like, I want a podcast. I have this idea. And I think that it can really go somewhere but you've been waiting to pull the trigger, this podcast course, it's called Podcasting with Impact, will help you through that process. Um, I guide you through the through figuring out what your special topic should be, what your podcast should be about, how to survey your audience, and then how to structure your show, your episodes, whether you want to do a seasonal podcast or an ongoing podcast, what kind of guests you want to do, how to write outreach emails, what kind of tech you should have, how to edit, how to all and all that jazz. So we dive into all of that and, and we go even a little bit further to talk about interviewing techniques and how to really be bold in front of the microphone and how to take ownership and uh, of yourself and of your your brand and your business so that you can be impactful and effective when you're in front of the mic. That's amazing. And we'll put information in the chapter notes and episode notes. Uh, I do so many things, chapter episodes, like who knows anymore. Uh, anyway, um, I have one more question because a lot of people think that there is a lot of money in podcasting and there is a lot of sponsorship in podcasting. Mm-hmm. So there is money to be had in podcasting. Podcasting is growing super fast. 
there is room for you to grow and be a part of it and also make money. And when it comes to being that person who's going to get sponsors, yes, there are ways to do that. But I wouldn't recommend that being the reason you start your podcast. And that may be a long time goal. You'll be able to monetize a lot more quickly with your own product, your own service, perhaps some affiliate relationships that you have with friends of yours who are selling things and you might make a percentage of what your friends are selling. So there are a number of different ways that you can make money with your podcast, but podcasts are not going away. They're projected to continue to keep growing into 2023 at a really fast rate. So I would just, I would keep that in mind. Audio is a really powerful medium. Um, Netflix now is thinking about getting into audio in a powerful way. So there's room for you. And if you have questions, let me know. I'm happy to answer them. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Christine. And thank you for being there because so many people have a lot of things to say and they don't know how to get to it. So Please follow Christine and her incredible podcast too. And you get a lot of information from her. So she is it whenever you're talking about podcast. Thank you, Larry. I appreciate that. Okay. Thank you again to all of you for having coffee with us. And I'll see you next week. It was so good to have you here today. See you next time. Catch you on the flip side. Ciao, ciao.